Good afternoon. You're listening to Hot Dish Radio on 91.7 FM in the great city of Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Marian Parker, and I'm excited to have one of my dearest friends, Manny Nelson, on the show today. She's been on the show before, but it's been a little bit, and a lot has happened since she's been on the show last. So I thought we could talk a little bit more, a little bit more about how the pandemic affected her and what she's chosen to do during this time. Mandy, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to catch up with you. Absolutely. So because it's been a while, let's talk a little bit about how you got into the industry in the first place. Sure. So I started when I was old enough to get a job, so about 15. And um, I started in the restaurant doing everything I possibly could. So I was a hostess. I was a server. Um, All through college, I bartended. And then um, I decided to move to Austin, Texas, and get my master's degree. And I started working at Fleming, where um, I fell in love with wine. I became a wine buyer at Fleming's, and I was like, I don't need to go back to school. This is fun. (laughs) So I got a job at Fleming's, was on the opening team, and became the wine buyer there, and realized, whoa, this is what I want to do for a career. I absolutely love wine. I love this business. Um, and, you know, my sociology degree has actually really helped me um, in this career. And I'm not going to go get my master's. I'm going to stick with this. So after Fleming's, uh, I went over to Four Seasons and helped create Trio. Had an amazing time there. Uh, went on and worked at a distributor doing fine wine sales. Um, and then got to be the beverage director for New Waterloo and help to grow all their different concepts. And it was just such a fun, creative job. I really enjoyed that. And then um, my last job before this lovely pandemic was with an import company called European Sellers. And we specialized in Spanish and French wines, all very small boutique family-owned vineyards. So... Like many professionals in the wine industry, you were also affected by the pandemic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, it it, it for for me and my situation, um, it actually started with getting hit with tariffs because our company was you know largely all imports. Actually, it was all imports. We got hit with twenty five percent tariffs in October. Then we got um, the threat of a hundred percent tariffs. And the distributors just stopped ordering wines because they couldn't financially afford to get hit with a 100% tariff bill from a small little boutique winery from France or Spain. And so then the pandemic hit and almost all of our business was on premise, which is restaurants. So the sales just immediately dropped off. So with a combination of all of that, the company just really couldn't afford to keep a majority of us on, they actually had to let uh, go about half of the company. Um, and I've just, you know, I've never been unemployed in my life. Like this is, this is a whole new thing. I've, I've never had to look for a job. <laughs> um, I, it's just, it's a new position in my life that I've never been in. And, and, you know, it's hard, but it's hard on all of this, right? Like look around me, you know, I can be like, you know, have a pity party for myself and sit home and 
start drinking a little wine in my cellar, which I definitely thought about. <laughs> but then, you know, you start picking out the phone and you're calling your friends and you're talking and asking them how they're doing and what's going on. And we're all hit by this. It's just like, okay, well, I got to do something. And I've been flipping through Instagram and my friend Kat started Houston Shift Meals in um, Houston. And she was basically uh, feeding unemployed for like service industry people. Mm-hmm. And so I called her up. I was like, hey, girl, like, tell me tell me what you're doing here. Like, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Like, can I duplicate that for Austin? And she gave me the roadmap for it. So how does it work exactly? So I find restaurant partners. So I look for four to five different restaurants. Most of them are, you know, doing some kind of to-go business. So their kitchen's already in operation. And I ask them to make me 50 to 75 individuals. Tell me how does Austin Chef Meal work? Here's how it works. We look for four to five restaurants every week to be a restaurant partner. And we give them money to be a partner. And I fundraise on the back end to get money to pay them. They make 50 to 75 meals individually packed. And then I have an incredible team of volunteers that rounds them up in the morning. And we go to one of the restaurant sites Mm -hmm. and put all of the meals in one goodie bag. Mm -hmm. And we usually have some kind of beverage or something else that goes along with it as well. Mm -hmm. And people that are furloughed in the industry or laid off in the industry can go onto our website. Mm-hmm. com and go under feed me and sign up for their bag and then I will let them know where we'll be every Tuesday and they can come and pick up their bag I've got their name on a list and we just check them off and they've got a nice big bag of meals for the week so how many how many meals do you typically put in that bag is it like you know three is it I mean how many are you able to collect every week for these folks it's four to five meals every week Going back to fundraising, so primarily, how are you getting those funds? Is it from, like, companies? Is it, like, from individuals? It's everyone. 100% goes back into Shift Meal. It all goes towards food. I have um, a wonderful girl named Anna Louise, who, poor thing, moved here right before the pandemic, and she is helping me for free on marketing. So she helps me with social and Facebook and getting the word out. And then I also have Denise Clark, who's in PR, who mm-hmm. has done a lot of press release, and she's got us some spots on um, TV and some nice written articles. It's the community that's been helping me. You've helped me um, get help get the word out, and your organization has helped me. It's 100% donations through, you know, they just go onto our website, com, and then they contribute. And so I just have individuals, uh, corporations, the um, Food and Wine Foundation actually gave us a $5,000 grant, which awesome. when that came through, I had nothing in the bank. I was like, I had restaurants on the books and bills, and I was like, I don't know where my money's coming from, but I just got to hang in there. I'm just so glad. And, you know, recently um, you worked with a lot of Black-owned businesses, and you all use this as an opportunity to help promote them, which I thought was really incredible. To be uh, with Shift Mail, we we call you a restaurant partner. 
And I just, I started thinking about that. Like, what does it mean to be a partner with Chip Meal? Like, mm-hmm. great. Like, I'm, I'm paying you for your meals and you're getting some social media out of it. But how can I take it to the next level, especially with some of these black-owned restaurants that I don't think get the PR and love that they they deserve? And um, so I was like, you know what? I want to do interviews with them, and I want to post about them through social and our website. So Anna, Louise, and I have been doing Zooms with our different restaurant partners, and some of the stories coming out of it out of it have been absolutely incredible. For instance, Raf of Slab Barbecue, he's feeding 100 refugee families a week and has been for months now. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. He's a wonderful person. Um, yeah, he's an incredible person in the community. You know, the name Shift Meal has a significance to folks in the industry. Can you share a little bit about what the term Shift Meal means? Yeah, absolutely. Working in restaurants, over the years, you get this amazing perk. And it's either, you know, before you start your shift or after your shift, and so that's your time on the floor, the chef makes food for the team on that that day that's working the floor. It it used to be one of my favorite things, you know, because you'd all sit around together and it was this time of bonding. And, you know, you could really tell when the chef loved you and was like, just excited that you were, you guys were there and, 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 and you could feel it in the food, right? Right. Um, but it was just a, it was just a free meal to just take care of the family, you know, the restaurant family before you hit the floor. And it would just put this big smile on your face and you'd be like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to go get them tonight. We're going to have a great time on the floor. And it just got you in this great mindset. So when restaurants shut down, that was eliminated. So a lot of these, service industry people were getting fed two meals a day from the restaurant. You know, some some of them will work double so they would get a lunch and a dinner ship meal. Um, or some of them would actually, the chef would make enough where they could pack an extra meal for later on and they would take it to go. So not only are they financially hit from not having a job, but this, this these meals were, were gone. And I noticed that a lot of restaurants that shut down was still providing this meal and they didn't have the money to do this. They're shut down, but they felt like they were obligated because they knew these people needed it. So this was also a way for me to help take that load off of them that they're not financially struggling from being shut down. So how many meals have you given away to date so far? Do you know? Yeah, we had our 10th shift meal last Tuesday. So I think we've given away over or probably around 2,500 meals. That's incredible. That's really amazing. And then you have roughly about, what, like five like restaurants participating each week? Mm-hmm. What you're doing is phenomenal for our industry right now. I know our industry has been hit so hard. And, you know, it's people like you that are really trying to help folks during this difficult time and, you know, you mentioned with the latest news this past Friday that you experienced some, you know, people who had already just reached out to you because they already knew about your program. So you're doing a lot. People are hearing about it. People know that you exist. And obviously, people really appreciate it. You know, Mandy, you're awesome. So switching back to a little bit about your your original kind of, you know, career path, you know, looking looking forward, 
in the industry, you know, what is the wine industry going to look like in the future? You know, what are you going to see? I mean, you've been in the industry for quite a while now. So what do you foresee going to happen to the wine industry? I'm kind of really heartbroken about it right now because most of the wine sales are all through retail because these restaurants, voices and opinions about wine are, are gone. You know, I know some restaurants are able to still do a little bit of to-go sales, and I know that's helping. The majority of these retailers are focused on more larger operations because they they are a larger operation. So it's just easier to make a deal with a corporate winery that's making, you know, thousands of cases, mm-hmm. and they don't have time to deal with these mom-and-pop small little families. So these guys are just getting left in the dust right now, and I don't want to see that happen. So I, I, you know, I hope some change can happen there. But I think our industry is going to be affected for years. Yeah. What can we do to highlight some of these incredible, like sommeliers and wine professionals? Is there any way that we can like help support them? So. You know, in regards to these amazing voices, these amazing sommeliers and wine professionals that are in restaurants, what can be done to help support them during this time? Are there, like, is there any kind of program or is there a way for us to, like, you know, get their information? I mean, I'm just trying to figure out, like, is there anything we can do to to help support these folks? I mean, some of them are being creative and, and doing stuff online. Um, you know, JR started the song at home. Um, some of them are doing like these different educational things. Mm -hmm. So take a look at that online to see what different songs are, you know, being creative and doing right now. And the the stay at home song one is a really fun idea because she's featuring different like out of work sommeliers that do an educational class and then you can basically almost like kind of tip them for for doing that um yeah yeah a lot of that's promoted through like instagram right like a lot of this stuff is like Mm -hmm. follow your instagram if you follow your song on instagram then you'll know kind of like what they're doing and, and 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 you'll be able to follow along with them Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So a lot of them are taking the time to, you know, hunker down and study, which I think is fantastic. Um, a lot of them have taken retail jobs. So hopefully their voice is being heard at some of these, you know, larger retail accounts. Um, and, you know, I should I should also say there's some small retailers here that, are, that do some amazing jobs featuring these small family-owned wineries. Um, so please support some of those as well and and you know those guys have incredible knowledge too yeah it's it folks like austin way merchant exactly yeah, yeah. and travis heights beverage is is another one that I, I love those guys over there they're they're fantastic yeah so <clears throat> before we leave i have to ask because you are an incredible wine professional what should everyone be sipping on from the comfort of their home during the summer via pandemic? Ooh, okay. This is a great question. Uh, summer sippers. Okay, we're in Texas, and we love our big, bold red wines, <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's just, it's too, it's too hot to drink a big, bold red hot wine. For, for me personally, 
But you know what I do? I do like a good red wine. Um, you know, we always lean towards bubbles white and rosé during the heat. That's just, just such an obvious choice. But think about like a lighter body red and throw that in the fridge and chill it down and have your nice yourself a nice chill red. And like I've been really digging some of the like Trousseaux and Poussards from the Euro and, okay. and they just, oh, delicious and refreshing, but still red. And you can pair it with things from the grill because it's still red wine and hold up. Um, but yeah, I've been just crushing more of the like lighter body, thinner skin grapes like that and throwing them in the fridge. And what bridles are those for, for people at home who may not know what like a quote unquote light body red is? Yeah, so like I said, Trousard, Plusard, I mean, Trousseau, Plusard, Pinot Noir, Gamay, um, those are those are some, some Gamay and, and Pinot Noir are definitely easy to find for sure. Um, you know, here in Texas, we don't really know what cellar temperature is because we don't have cellars. Um, but cellar temperature is, you know, 55, anywhere from 55 to 60. 65 degrees, uh, which that's what your reds should be drink at. And then your thinner skins, you know, I, I put them even, you know, more in that, that 55 sometimes because of this heat uh, mm-hmm. and because they warm up so quickly. So, yeah, throw, throw, throw your wine in the in the fridge for a little bit. And even if it's, if you like a big old cast, throw that in the fridge a little bit and try it out. Like, I think a fun party trick is to get the same wine, put one bottle in the fridge, fill it a little bit, and then one out at room temperature and do it blind for people and ask them which one they like better. And almost 100% of the time, they like the one with just a little bit of chill on it. That makes total sense. Well, Mandy, thank you so much for being on the show today. Again, how do people learn more about Austin Shift Meal? So they can go to austinshiftmeal.com, and we have all about our information on there, how to sign up for a meal if you need a meal, how to donate is on there, and then just all of our um, restaurant partners that we've had, and then the blog and read about these amazing restaurant partners. We've got three, I think, stories already, and we're working on adding two more here shortly, so... And, oh, I should not just restaurant partners. We have also Bjorn, who's one of my favorite mixologists in town. He did a cocktail, so I did an interview with him. So check out um, his will come up online soon for you. Yeah. Well, Mandy, thank you so much, and I wish you the best of luck with Austin Shift Meal. And I know what you're doing is incredible for our community, so thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for the interview. I appreciate it, and stay safe. Yeah, definitely. You too. Thanks. Okay. Bye.